Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, good evening and welcome to Gatecast episode 258 with our recurrent guest. Have we actually given you a title at this point? No, because it's starting to get irregular again. Yeah. But yes, Brad from Australia. Hello, everybody. Yep, different time, recording on a Friday evening for me and Alan, and Saturday for Brad. So, back in Pegasus this week, Mike. Yep, this is one of the episodes that Brad has to do. Fortunately, because of work commitments and schedules, we, like I said, we have to juggle about. I don't think this is the best time for anybody. By anybody, I mean Brad. <laughs> but we try to make it convenient for him, and he keeps get up in the middle of the night or whatever. I mean, don't you normally get up for a walk in the middle of the night? Yeah, seeing it's um, an hour sleeping this morning, getting up five instead of four. But Right, this week's episode then. Now, is this how you pronounce it? Tau. It's how I've always said it. I wasn't quite sure. I probably actually mixed up my mythologies. Any particular reason you fancy doing this episode, Brad? Rodney goes ancient. That's basically it, is it? Yeah, you can't pass that up. I thought it was a flying donut. That too. That sold it for me. <laughs> Yeah, because giving Rodney access to unlimited knowledge and <laughs> wisdom is always a good plan. You know, he could probably knock out half a stellar system rather than simply one star or half a planet. It's not the first time that we've seen the Stargate franchise have given a character a boost. You know, he's already as high in intellect as it's possible to get. No, he gets higher. He even creates his own math, I think. <laughs> We're talking sort of Barclay-level intellect. If you remember that TNG episode, Mike? Yeah. Left a lingering sort of ability to play 3D chess, which I understand is a real thing. They'll probably be installed at the first conventions. Still burns me that I could have gone to Babcon 95 and didn't. It bothers you 20 years later. <laughs> yeah, because I just recently got access to a lot of video from it. Oh, yeah. Thanks for that. There's an hour-long one with Peter Jurassic, which he does half as Londo, and then the guys from Optic Nerve come along and take the wig and stuff off. And then he does do the half as himself. Well, I must say, I'm glad the weather's cooled down a bit now. Well, it's only 35 Celsius now. <laughs> oh, it's been horrible lately, just real humid. Well, I suppose Victoria does, Perth doesn't. No, I think it's more of a dry heat. Yeah, still. I mean, when I was there, what, seven years ago nearly? It was still 43 degrees, and I don't care if it's a dry heat or not 43 degrees. So, oh, <laughs> Yeah, I need to drive about two hours from here to get to that sort of temperature. Okay. Talking to a little black box. <laughs> I was gently edging her towards the door. Yeah, I love that. Then all of a sudden another conversation comes up. Oh, I had a go at recording another podcast last Saturday night. I think we went four hours and 40 minutes. What? Uh, it's taken me a week to get two hours of it edited. Tip the new players, always stick to a format. What was this on? Random. Random. Toy collecting in Australia. Yeah... It's best to tie it to something. Well, I had a format that never even written out, but because I seen it as more of a meet and greet, just a bit of a chat between some friends from the Facebook page, at um, what I recorded anyway, and yeah, we went for about four and a half hours. Even after the two-hour mark, I've been cutting here and there. Last night, I thought, I'll just go to the end and see how much left, and I've only taken about ten minutes off it. You want to throw in the towel and just do it live. <laughs> we, we did briefly tie with that, didn't we? No, never been a consideration. But if you're going to do a free-form chat, use Google Plus and do it live. Have it posted on YouTube at the same time. Job done. Yeah. 
Reputation's ruined, lawsuits launched. Alright, DM from Brad. Just lost power. We'll be back on shortly. He's gonna start up with Jenny? Maybe. Oh, but somebody I met recently said, Oh, I just found out they're planning to make some follow-up movies to the Stargate movie that was released, you know, on DX years ago. I'm like, yes, I thank you, but I was aware. Uh, many people aren't. Although it's a bit amusing that they've got the writers for a movie that's not due for about three years, and the latest Star Trek have just got their writers, and it's supposed to be out next year. One would hope this means that it's actually going to be good. I told you, I think I, I went to see the beautiful train wreck that is Jupiter Ascending. Heard a few interesting things about it. It is, I admit, the girl I went to see it with, her main job is actually as a film critic for a newspaper. Yeah. Somebody else did Jupiter Ascending. She said she wasn't working when she was watching it, but there are moments in the script that are so clunky, she was literally face palming and making a soft moaning noise. To be honest with you, it sort of reminded me of Guardians of the Galaxy, except with a less coherent plot. Is it Wachowski's? Yeah, it's, it's a consistent narrative. If you like steampunk, Jupiter Ascending will blow you away. Okay, it's a train wreck. The plot has holes in it. You could drive a Constellation-class starship through. But, it, God, it's beautiful. Well, apart from Avatar, that doesn't sell a movie these days. Which is a shame. I'm back. I just lost power and it comes straight back on again. It's enough for everything to shut down. Hi, I'm Ian. And I'm Jonathan. And I'm Rem, inviting you to join us for the Sci-Fi Movie Podcast, a weekly review and exploration of the sci-fi movies that we all love. Ever wonder why Stanley Kubrick removed A Clockwork Orange from distribution in the UK? Why did Ridley Scott's Alien have no eyes? Or who's the better dread, Sylvester Stallone or Carl Urban? Judgment time. And why do I hate The Fifth Element so much? Uh, really? Don't even get me started. Follow us on Facebook at Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. The Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. Subscribe in iTunes or visit our website at scifimoviepodcast.com. Right. If is any other intro pre-episode stuff you want to throw in here, Mike? Just the usual. We're watching the Region 2 DVD version of the episode. Grab that and watch along. Or just sit back and listen to us as we watch it. Brad, as the guest, you have your language of choice. I don't do Urdu. I tried Russian, but I've forgotten what three is. Ah, uh, go after the Irish. Okay. A three. A do. A hen. Vicky. That's a nice sunlit shot. Hmm. Just to leave the lights on. All over the house. Every room. Bit of destruction. See, now that does look like... Well, it does look like it's been underwater for a few thousand years. Yeah. Salenka! They had to waterproof the set to flood it. Unfortunately, the flooring they put down all walked. Ah. It does kind of work. Yeah. They burnt the house down, you know. My sister was afraid of the dark. They used to blame me for leaving the lights on. Of course, my father believed her. He never sided with me. They were a little disappointed with the, the paint they put on the windows to indicate where the uh, water had risen to. Ah, oh, looks all right. Well, they hoped to show more of the ocean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, you can see the bubbles outside. So that we can stop the power from draining from our one precious ZPM. How does that relate to your idiot brother burning the house down? If we don't succeed, we're not going to have to live in a tent in the dead of winter. Rodney, what are you looking at? <laughs> Rodney never misses a chance to either talent. The control panel. It's completely shot. Really? You think so? You know, I don't get these ancients. They're supposed to be so smart. Yes, Rodney. 
knows much more than the ancients. Yep. He has no respect for anybody. Yep. You know, before the human farm replicators that Yuri programmed attacked. Yes, yes, we all know what happened. Problem is, Rodney, you really learn from your mistakes. Voila. <laughs> you got the impression that that place should stink rotten. Yeah, yeah. it probably does. Remotely from the control room. Hey, neither could you. Yes, but I didn't bet everyone a month's pay that I could do it. <laughs> okay. bet a month's pay? See if you can figure out how to turn this place off, whatever it is. We're to know that um, this has only been flooded since the storm, hasn't it? We don't really know. Oh, it's just because the furniture, it wouldn't last more than a year or so underwater, especially salt water. Mm. This is ancient furniture. Oh. Come on. <laughs> Okay, there should be a main power yes, switch. Yes, I know that. What do you think I'm doing? All right. Yeah. Uh-oh. All right, double or nothing. Oh, you're on. All right. All right, it's going to be around here somewhere. Uh-oh. Oh, dear. See, that's what happens when you stand in those footprints on the console. You're not supposed to stand in them. Yep. Woohoo! <laughs> Lightning everywhere. Stand still, David. Don't move. The sparks will get you. Rodney, what happened? Well, it's off. I'm still alive. Bloody hell, I'm still alive. <laughs> uh -oh. I think I just lost. <laughs> now this is faint, faint. Oh, they missed an opportunity there. He should have just fainted. You need enough to show him it in the floor. Yeah. Yeah, just to drop out of camera. Yeah, that would work. You've got to show some sort of impact yeah. of voltage surge or whatever the energy was. Mm. Right then. Tower Rodney, Season 3, Episode 14 of Stargate Atlantis. Gatecast, Episode 258. This episode premiered in Canada, December the 11th, 2006. We got it in the UK, January the 31st, 2007. The Americans got it May the 4th. In Sweden, they got it November the 9th. Germany, January the 16th, 2008. And Japan, January the 21st, 2009. It was directed by Martin Wood and written by Damien Kindler. You will not be surprised to find that there are no other shows or episodes called The Tower Rodney. I'm shocked. I'm sure there are many shows that deal with the spirituality and the uh, philosophy of Tao, but none with a character named Rodney. As far as I can tell, he's fine. I was hit by a mysterious energy pulse. How can that possibly be fine? Beans beeping. A pulse? They're all human scans. Have they got any ancient technology yeah. you can scan it with? One more time. Mysterious energy pulse. Oh, panic, Rodney. He's already off. I mean, who knows what kind of long-term effects I could be in for? I mean, this gross mutation, giantism, invisibility? Yep. <laughs> Good point. Stop moaning. As far as I can tell, he's as healthy as a horse. I'm clearing you for active duty. Are you insane? MRI machines are remarkably relaxing. I've had a sleep in mine. What are the chances it could make him more pleasant? Oh, thank you. Oh. <laughs> That's it, Elizabeth. Wash your hands of him. Elizabeth, maybe we sleepy. should avoid command decisions for the next four to six days until you become less of a bitch. Come on, first fair. He more than deserved it. Normally, if Dr. Esposito weren't around, I doubt you would have been as reckless as you were. Are you insane? Which one's Esposito? Oh, the, uh, the, the long, dark hair? The pretty one, John. <laughs> Perfect little, uh... Do you mind? We're trying to work here. For the record, I was going to say smile. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you did fried all the power conduits leading into the room. Whatever I did? Uh, that's no surprise. It was a bit of a display. Yep. Quite possibly for over 10,000 years. How is that my fault? There you go. 10,000 years. Okay, that's it. I'm going for lunch. Food. That's a lot of pudding he's got through. Yep. Eat the bad stuff first. That's it, because you might be full up and you might have to eat the really bad stuff. <laughs> he eats all the time. It's not like he exercises. Feeding his unhappiness. Hello, I'm right here. I can... Yeah, but they oh. aren't. Oh. Ooh, spooky. You can hear 
<laughs> I was allergic to citrus. I was eating grapes. Ooh. Did I just pull that thought? Believe it or not, that laptop was pulled by a piece of string. <laughs> I need to eat regularly, otherwise I become hypoglycemic, and I am generally a very happy person. Colonel Shepard, please have your team report to the control room immediately. Colonel Shepard. Is that Evian? That looks like Evian. Probably was. First time I've seen private placements in this show. He's talking about people leaving the power on. He's walking around with his tablet still on. <laughs> To the rescue. You'd think they'd have a team on standby just for these sorts of emergencies. They are the team. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. Lawn's normally the team just for that sort of emergency. Are deaf people meant to sort of imagine the noise that it makes? By a vehicle speeding up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got audio description, not the subtitles on there. So. No. Dr. Weir. Any word? Not yet. It has only been an hour. And you're asking Elizabeth, who obviously knows so much about ancient technology. She knows the ancient language, though. How? Because she speaks about 12 languages. That is her talent. Or one of her talents. That's made her so good at diplomacy. That and the ability to wear a red t-shirt. It never hurt. <laughs> of course, Zelenka asked for help. Something Rodney probably would never do. Yeah. I haven't offended. Nice reprojection effect there, too. I realize Dr. Beckett said that there are no evident effects from Rodney's exposure to the device, but it seems... It's meant to manipulate human DNA. Dr. Weir to the jumper bay. The rescue team has returned. Let's go. That is the jumper they normally use on location. A little bit of green screen work to uh, expand the bay. Well, then prove it. Colonel? Everyone's present and accounted for. How bad does it? Who's been hurt? No one, Doc. We're all fine. Thanks to... <laughs> Caven Smith returning to Atlantis after his time on the 4400. Well, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure. I wasn't even sure it was me at first, but... Uh... And they did. <laughs> I'm going to claim credit for it regardless. Yeah. Prove I'm wrong. Go on, I dare you. Were they meant to be Janai attacking them, or did we get that? Well, we're friends with the Janai, so... Doubtful. Rogue Janai. <laughs> Next thing I know, they're all running away, so... So you think, because you wanted it to happen... Just did. It was a little more than that. <laughs> okay, you know what? Watch this. I'll uh. Oh, uh, hey, <laughs> Peter Pan. Don't go too high. <laughs> a couple of inches will be fine. I find this as disturbing as you do. Like bloody hell you do. Oh, ego man. He had that power before you know. And that was again a simple practical effect. Yeah. Carson's on wires. Yeah, you can tell that from the way his hands are made there. <laughs> well, super hearing for one, and I'm not sure, but I think I may actually be getting smarter. It's hard to say for sure because I was I was pretty smart to start with, but um, recently I've been having some ideas that I don't think even I would have thought of before. Does super ego count as a power? No, it doesn't. Look, keep it coming. That's a good looking steak. The Daedalus is doing its work. Uh, I'm not sure about them carrots. I mean, seriously, you're not dicing them small, are yeah. they? No. David was very pleased with the state. They focused the camera a lot on the sporting actors because they didn't want to actually watch him eating. Because <laughs> both David and Rodney, they are very voracious eaters. Mm -hmm. And this was shot first thing in the morning, so he was basically having steak for breakfast. <laughs> and then later in the day, they did the canteen scene where he was eating just the grapes. SG-1 discovered a highly evolved human being in stasis. Turned out, he was the result of experimentation by a gold named Anubis. He was trying to create a means of artificially accelerating the human physiology to the point of ascension. Aye, yeah, <laughs> that, that's not a bad idea. No. 
nobody's impressed, <laughs> especially John. You know that fainting, that episode of Firefly where uh, Sam tranquilizes Jane? Alan Baldwin seriously hit the deck quite hard. <laughs> we all agree the ancients are pretty screwed up. Yes, thank you for acknowledging the ancients were yeah. dicks. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but compared to the R.I., they're nice dicks. They were still human. Then there were all those crazy rules. Those only came after they ascended. Whatever. Maybe this thing doesn't work on everyone. Who knows? But we do uh... Yes, he just wants to play, don't you? Assuming it's safe. I'll be honest, even if it's not. If we can get a significant advantage over the Wraith and the Replicator... John, I agree. This device may have great potential. And with great potential comes great responsibility. Are you really going to pirate Spider-Man? I had to get that in there somewhere. Advanced piece of technology, for all we know, could also be very dangerous. Just saying. Yes, you can be next. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. A command decision made because the second-in-command kept pestering you. Yep. <laughs> It might be wise to wait a bit to see yeah. if there are any consequences. Yeah. Apart from super hearing. Come on, you can't keep me cooped up in here forever. I wouldn't be too sure of that, Rodney. I think we can both agree what's happening here is far from normal. Exactly, so let me go out and start using my powers to do some good. Ooh, are you going to uh, finish that? Ah, uh, the donut. I'm serious! <laughs> Ooh. Uh -huh. The donut was on a little bit of fishing line. Very simple trick. No CGI required. It didn't have a wobble on it, so they done a good job. Yeah. It's not like you or uh, these guys could stop me from leaving anyways. No, but I could. <laughs> oh, no. Yep. <laughs> no. <laughs> you see, all you've got to do, Rodney, is raise him a foot off the ground and say, what are you going to do about it now? Nah. Yep. As long as you have someone with you and you check in every couple of hours. Yes, yes. Bye-bye. Whoop. <laughs> we could be a team. You could be my sidekick. Sidekick. Yeah, I'd be like Batman and Ronan. Have a nice ring to it. Yeah, you keep eating like this, I'm more like Fat Man. Batman and Ronan. That's a spin-off we want to see. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm not quite sure I want to see either of them in tights. Really? Hello. What, you think so? <laughs> hey, she thinks I'm hot. There's Esposito, played by Leila Savista, Canadian-American actress. She's been in Battlestar, Smallville, and Eureka. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh no. Look here, she didn't say a word. Oh my god, I can read minds. Oh, this is cool. No, it isn't. <laughs> god help us if you got x-ray vision. <laughs> oh, I'm fine. No, yes, and it doesn't. What? I can read your mind. Uh, everyone's, actually. Uh, this is great. Yeah, this is a brilliant scene, this is. Just wind David up and let him go. Film the results. Look, I wanted to uh, get your permission to access the control chair. I've uh, got some uh, pretty interesting ideas for maximizing our ZPN by uh, reconfiguring the city's power systems. So, uh, it's too complicated to explain, but uh, trust me when I say that you are going to be incredibly happy with the results. Look, Elizabeth, I, I know you have every right not to trust me, but uh, I promise you I'm going to make things much, much better, okay? Good. She wants you to shoot me if uh, you think for even one second that I might be trying to take over the city for my own evil purposes. <laughs> this is like always the first few seconds of conversation with Mrs. Kate from the Discworld. There, did it myself. Okay, to the chair room, Ronan. It is. <laughs> How dare you touch Ronan's weapon without his permission? Look, she just wants you to keep a close eye on me. Come on, let's go. Chop, chop. Much to do. I will send a science team down to supervise. <laughs> You're going to walk in there and spit out three pages of dialogue. And basically, they've got to act yeah. the reactions. <laughs> yeah, Zelenka. I'm going to have a few days off. 
What, what the hell is he doing? Don't ask me. Actually, I wasn't. I have no idea. Nice little effect that is. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, she wasn't. That's our first view of Dr. Coleman as well, played by Donosaurs. She's been in Continuum, the 4400, Smallville, Psych, and the Troop. Eventually appears in three episodes of Atlantis. You're jealous. That is ridiculous. You are. You wanted to be third on the list, admit it. Yeah. Instead, you're here burying your head in the sand. That is not true. My head, which happens to be housing my ever-evolving brain, is actually being better utilized here doing important things that will affect everybody. Yes, and you can rewire the city by thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's upset. He doesn't love Zalinka. I'm the wind beneath his wings. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Actually, I think I'm just getting to the good bit. Don't you hate it when people interrupt right when things are getting good? Yep. <laughs> that can't be good for the computers. No. no. In fact, perhaps they should shut some of the systems down and let him get on with it. I find the flickering lights incredibly unnerving. Uh, the Dr. Coleman has, however reluctantly, admitted it does seem as if Rodney is significantly improving the city's power system. Again, wasting power by having random delays going. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know the ancients evolved physiologically to a certain point where they could transform into a state of pure energy. Yeah, we're not exactly going to explain how, because that's not yeah. important. All of them managed to get there. Run away! Yeah. Sounds right, sounds a bit. And it became pure energy, and there was much rejoicing. Yay! Yeah, I love it. We've screwed this galaxy up. Let's go somewhere else. That sounds like a very human thing to do. You know, basically consume all available resources, leave things in a complete mess, and then bugger off. Just quietly walk off set. Yep. <laughs> Don't look back. Anybody see us? No. Turn this corner, we run for it. Exit stage of a dimension. Yeah. Like I said, just get into the good bit. I'll leave you to it. Hey, oh, she's found something. John, wait. We need to talk to Rodney right away. Another ten bob in the meter, please. You can all relax. I'll have us back online in two minutes. We need to talk to you. What do you mean I'm going to die? <laughs> <laughs> Not even sick. I feel great. Never better. That ancient. Uh, this could be rather annoying. Eventually, I'll reach a point where I'm physically capable of ascension, but ascension takes more than that. There's a there's a mental component. I need to know how to make it happen, which I don't. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Ronan, I didn't say anything. I didn't even think anything. <laughs> Inside of Ronan's brain. Dum -de -dum -de -dum 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 -dum. I mean, I don't have to ascend. It's a, it's a choice, right? No? What do you mean, no? Oh, that stupid ancient device doesn't work properly, does it? Death if I don't ascend? Dead man walking. easier about this. That's why the ancients didn't put it into common use. It's just one more in a long line of abysmal, overambitious failures. Oh, God. I'm a dead man. Dr. McKay. Yes, yes. I just, it's because I stopped in the middle. Just, I will fix it. Just give me a second here. Yeah, that is a good point. He stopped the uh, process of rewiring the city. That's it. Oops, I think he's mad. He's mad. <laughs> he's lost it. What the hell is he been doing? We have massive power surges throughout the grid. Shutdown protocols are not responding. <laughs> Don't worry, McKay. You're not going to die of over-evolved brain. Zelenka's coming for you. Oh. Ooh, this isn't good. 
Whoa! Oh! That's forced lightning, that is. Mm. That went straight through him. Come on! Just not breathing, we need to intubate! Start nicely, wide open! Yeah, those rubber old boots did no good at all. Did anyone know he was down there? Right, on my count. One, two, three! <laughs> I don't think Rodney cared either way. No. Raddick, get the lead set up, please. Is it big hack prepared to defend? Clear, move! Rodney, the man is dying. No. Just give me a second, I know. This was a simple little effect. They had the camera looking down on his chest. One shot had him without the prosthetic, one with, and the camera itself actually did the transition. The ability of the HD cameras is getting better and better. Mm. He's alive! With <laughs> these healing hands. See, now you've saved a life, you're responsible for it. Yep. <laughs> Daddy. You're responsible for Zelenka? <laughs> oh dear. Breathing steady. Awesome, we don't need you, you can go now. Yeah. Pulse is good. Yeah, his pulse is good. The rest of him, not so much. Redick, you okay? What happened? <laughs> well, alive. Well, I don't know, man. That lightning went right through me. Won't <laughs> you? Can I say it's nice to see someone exposed chest with actual hair on it? <laughs> These were actual real theorems that they got one of the friends of the show to write for him. This was actually shot by Will Waring. Martin Wood was busy doing something else, so second unit. Really? That's going to change the human understanding of the universe as we know it. How is uh, Zelenka? Why would he know? You need to ask? Um, I'm blocking out people's thoughts. It was uh, becoming too overwhelming. I was, uh, wasn't able to think. <laughs> but you're alive. The commentary for this episode was Martin Wood and Michael Blundell. They made a point of having a look at the blinking light units in the background. <laughs> <laughs> that was drawing my eye. Yeah. It reminded us that they actually brought them through in the pilot. Yep. Atlantis had to have its own blinking light units, just like SG-1. A bit of an in-joke, labelling them and such. Yeah, well, the SGA, Blue Oz. Ah, uh, well, I've already reread everything I could in the database. Yeah, it's not exactly a clear-cut set of instructions, is it? No. Why would she know? Hmm. There's too many rules, you know. I mean, I mean to me, life is, is, is about working towards achievement. You know, discovering things. And getting credit for it. Exactly. I mean, once you know it all, what do you do then? I don't know. I honestly don't think Rodney has ever quite been sure what sort of person he meant to be. I mean, sure, there was a part of me that from the beginning knew that this was too good to be true. Nothing this great could ever happen to me without really, really bad consequences. Par for the course, then. Anyways, now I have come to terms with that, and, and I just want to get as much done in the time I have left and not waste my time on a bunch of mumbo-jumbo I'm not going to understand anyways. Good for you, Rodney. Oh, I've uh, come up with a way for increasing the Daedalus' shield power. Tell Hermia to uh, give me a call if he needs any help understanding the base code. How big is that thumb drive? Well, he's probably developed an excellent compression algorithm as well. Limitless. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> More importantly, does the Daedalus have a plug and play for it? <laughs> I can't imagine that Hermia would be very happy if he didn't understand it. <laughs> I'd love to see the shot, though, of him trying to read it. Yeah. <laughs> Hermia isn't shy about letting his feelings be known. What do I think of that? I don't think it's going to work. Had this shipped from the SGC. I don't know, the ancient device used to measure a person's synaptic activity. Uh, more than that, the brain's evolutionary level. But it's basically an ascendometer. This is the device that they uh, designed for the SG-1 episode prototype. If you recall, Anubis's project to create a human host mm -hmm. that could ascend. 
when you get down to it, even mental states are actually only physical states, are they not? Technically. Your brain is just a, a chemical supercomputer? Well, I suppose an incredibly complex state. Yes, is all you need to say, my friend. <laughs> just agree with him. Makes Rodney very happy. Yeah. When in truth, anything and everything can be quantified. Look, all that hocus-pocus stuff is just a way of getting the brain into the uh, proper electrochemical state to allow the final physical evolution. I'm sure this makes perfect sense, but... <laughs> For someone. Yeah. Excellent gobbledygook. <laughs> Mere mortals would refer to as the mystery of ascension is actually just a scientific process. Just protons and electrons. Protons and electrons. If you say so. Oh! Hudson's <laughs> <laughs> feeling a little put down by that. <laughs> I'm sure you've got drug stores and that could do the yeah. job great. Yep. That pump and the morphine into him. <laughs> Proper mental state. Once I reach 96% synaptic connection as measured by this device, all I need to do is maintain an EEG frequency of 0.1 to 0.9 hertz and presto. I rise to a higher plane of existence. That's not much of an option really, is it? No room for error. moment that you are right. Those frequencies are associated with near comatose patients. No one who's actually awake can just will themselves anywhere close to that, no matter how bloody relaxed they are. No unevolved person. Give it a rest, Rodney. Just turn it on. Come on, Carson. You're going to humour him, at the very least. The synaptic activity is abnormally high, over 60%. Yes, I don't have much time left. As I said, by my calculations, when I reach 96%, I either ascend or die. Now, All or nothing, then. 29 hertz, which is about average for someone in an extremely heightened wakeful state. Okay, so I just need to uh, clear my mind and um, relax. Yes, that's it, Rodney. Relax. Think happy is thoughts. 30. What? Oh, it's gone <laughs> <laughs> Rodney's just not the sort of character to relax. His brain, is, I imagine, is always turning over. Whether it's thinking of food or the way to outdo Reddick. Yeah. Stop talking so much. You're, you're rippling my pond. Ripple in my pond. <laughs> Just hit him, Carson. <laughs> yeah, I'll put you between 9.1 and 9.9. Thoughts. The above shot, it's obvious that's a gate room, but I've never really noticed it before. Really? Well, normally they do the level, you know, the ground level camera shots. You see the stairs and... Yeah, to hide the fact that they were using the set. Yeah. I did the waterfalls in the background. Actually, I was thinking more along the lines of you. Me? Mm-hmm. You lived with the ancients for six months on the brink of ascension. You helped them face their fears and finally ascend. I fought a scary monster, that's what I knew best. And for Rodney, I'm sure this seems like a pretty scary monster. There you go, John. No good deed goes unpunished. Oh, John's quarters. We know it's John's quarters because the poster. How else am I going to know if it's working at all? Look, you're teaching me how to meditate. Not exactly good odds there to start with. I realize that. Yep. <laughs> Truth is... I was never really very good at this myself. So why am I here? Elizabeth made me. Oh, yeah, me too. All our candles? Yeah. Is he is, is going for calendary? Sci-fi and Stargate in particular, they love their candles. Yeah, I can't imagine the big on health and safety. Well, all the furniture in Atlantis, water damage, not a problem. I doubt it's flammable either. Well, it's been so water damaged, I seriously doubt it's flammable anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's damp, you get it on fire with a blowtorch. From what I understand, I mean, dishonesty is not going to help the process. Good point. You know, while we're at it, my knees are killing me. How's anyone relax like this? Find a position that works. He was supposed to actually lie on the bed, but it was David's idea to lie on the floor. Now, I want you to become aware of your breaths. Going in and out of your body. 
And out. Do it without talking. Oh, right. You'll notice that this set is used a lot in this episode. As John's room, Taylor's room, the infirmary. They just change the uh, the windows and the rear projection shots. Oh, God, there's so many things. Not talking happens to be one of them, by the way. Deal with it. Relax, Rodney. Now. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a very long evening. Yep. Look, I, I told you I didn't pay much attention to what the ancients were teaching me. I liked Ferris wheels, so that's what I thought about. And the fact that the woman... <laughs> that wouldn't call me damp. Very attractive. Well, I'm not surprised you didn't ascend, huh? Okay, look, I'm a busy man. You're a busy man. We're both busy men. Just relax, all right? I'm going to try to remember what the woman taught. Yeah, we remember. <laughs> she was rather forward, as I recall. Mm. Like they always are. <laughs> Yeah, not that. You don't want to teach him that. <laughs> I just thought of a brilliant adjunct to the chaos theory. Look, I should write this down. Okay. Letting it go. Letting it go. Now, the sky is clearing. All your troubles are fading away. Right, blue sky. I am there. This isn't helping at all. No. <laughs> oh. Uh. Let me write it down, please. Oh, forget it. But this is never going to work. What's wrong now? I just realized why light behaves as both particles and waves. Rodney, if you don't try to do this... I know. I don't have much time left. Technically, you get a pen and a paper and write it down. I don't need to move. <laughs> Can't you think of nice sunny fields with birds and... Now I'm going to put out all these candles. I thought we were trying to save power. No. <laughs> now, ignore the fact that there are a couple of guys under those desks with little... Levers? You know, prodding the keyboards from underneath to get the keys to work. <laughs> there are like 50 simulations I'd like to be running right now, but the computers can't keep up with me. The irony being that I've actually figured out how to make them run ten times faster, but I haven't had time to actually stop and do it. Oh, I've uh, uploaded the uh, virtual prototype for a hyperspace generator for the puddle jumpers into the uh, database. Well, that sounds great. Again, why waste money on CGI effects when you can just... Open the keyboard up and poke from underneath. Yep. Mm. More. Rodney, I think it's very decent and noble of you to want to leave a scientific contribution behind. But I still believe there's a chance you can ascend if you put your mind to it. We both know that that is a waste of time. Maybe you could do it, but... I don't know if I could, but you were certainly selling yourself short by not even trying. Build a replicator. Do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very productive. Yeah. He wants that Nobel Prize, even if it... Can you figure out how to break the aura? Yeah, that'd help as well. Yeah. <laughs> how about one of those Ark of Truth we're going to find? Yeah. <laughs> you have to release your burden. Oh, please. When you start over-analyzing something, you're never going to get anywhere. Yeah. You're going to break it down to basics. To believe. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about shedding yourself of guilt, of anger, of ill-feeling, of, of anything that makes you feel shame. And then you can focus all of your energy on ascending. Yeah, that is kind of at the core of ascension, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but this is fiction. I think Jimmy Carr came up with the best response to that sort of thing. On the Late Late Show, he said, I had an imaginary friend as a child. I gave it up. Why can't you give up yours? Like what? That I can't tell you. But maybe you could start reading your own mind. <laughs> Bloody good idea, though. You're compensating for something she's saying. <laughs> I have seen your personnel file, so I've got a good idea. Careful. Radek's still trying to help out. Rodney? 
I don't, need, I don't care what you're going to say. I'm going to keep working on this, okay? Ah, well, I appreciate that. I mean, you saved my life, so... What? The least I can do is try to save yours, you know? <laughs> the least? I think it's safe to say that uh, I am at times a, a petty, vindictive, even uh, jealous man. <laughs> what, what is this? Dude, hit my tape recorder. Yeah. This is apologize to everybody before I die moment. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I know that you, probably more than anyone else, have had to the brunt of that hostility. Rodney, you, you don't have to. Actually, it. I do. Yeah, stop being emotional with me. It's not right. Go away. You're a brilliant scientist and a, and a decent human being. And you should not have had to endure the kind of abuse that you've taken from me in the past few years. I hope you can find a way to forgive me for all the things I've said and done to you. You deserve it. We're men, and we're not supposed to have these heartfelt talk. But if I survive, Nothing's going to change. Yeah, the way it was. <laughs> Apart from the fact that I might actually TK myself clean shaven. I'm assuming the Strikes Double is meant to imply that he's sort of being focused on this and he's not paying attention to personal hygiene because we've yeah. never really seen a stubbly Rodney before. Yeah, maybe. Working around the clock. Rodney. Hmm, mind if I come in? Hope you don't mind. You've only got so much time left, you don't waste any of it sleeping. That's it. Never give her the opportunity to say no. I was talking with Holling, and he happened to mention that it was the anniversary of the death of your father next week. He did? Okay, I might have asked a few uh, pointed questions, but um, I just thought it would be nice if... Uh, yeah? What I mean is, I would be honored if you let me share the memorial tea ceremony with you. Well, that's a bit of a callback, isn't it? Mm. Where's he been for the past three years? Yep. <laughs> would you like a massage? <laughs> That's a spirit, Rodney. If I don't do it now. No, 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 no. I know exactly what to do. You are the one who's lost a loved one. I will serve you. Then what sort of tea is it? Earl Grey hot. Oh! <laughs> oh, no. What's he going to do with Ronan? Oh, I should have to think. Check the uh, gym, the mess. Wasn't there. No, you weren't. Uh, it's usually one of those is a good bet. So, where are you off to? Shooting range? Target <laughs> practice? I don't need practice. Oh, no. Oh, no, of course you don't. Look. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Well, he doesn't. So, so I'm just gonna cut to the chase here. Ask you a rather uh, personal question. Hopefully, you won't just hit me in the face. I've always liked you. I love you, in fact. <laughs> Those scars on your back from your encounters with the wraith—you know, with the uh, tracking device—they could be very awkward. Are those like a a badge of honor for you, or are they just a a constant reminder of something you'd rather forget? Okay, Ronan's thinking. That is not what I was expecting. And believe it or not, they said this was one of the problems with the scars. They could never get Ronin to take his shirt off because it was just too much work to put all the scars back in. And this solved the problem just like that. Yet we don't get a shirt off saying again, do we? To be honest, I have no idea. <laughs> there, 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 there. <laughs> Ronan, deodorant, mate, deodorant. Hope you don't mind. I just healed him. Oh. So how does he feel about that? Slightly shocked, as most people have encountered zoned out Ronan. Yep. Martin Wood said he really likes to use the crane shot. Yeah, or to show how big it is. Yeah, that's what he said. It was good commentary as well, worth yeah. listening to. You think I'm going to give up? Look, all the ancients that experimented with that device, they either ascended or died, most of them the latter, which is... <laughs> Yes, we're going to have to get another scientist in. It's just too much trouble. All the paperwork. How dare you die? Rodney, I don't. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not fishing for sympathy. I just, uh... Hey, I just wanted to give you that. 
What have you invented now? Oh, nothing. That's a, that's a, a book. A book? On a USB stick? How bizarre. It'll never catch on. Well, you've taken a lot of crap as the uh, leader of this expedition, and I just thought someone should uh, leave a record of all the good things you've done. Everything you've done. Right. So, none of uh, Kavanagh's thoughts on included, then? No. <laughs> Does he get to write the foreword? This whole book is a pack of lies. <laughs> no, I uh, actually took the liberty of uh, doing some research into your past and uh, included that as well. I'm sorry if I'm not a very good writer. It uh, might be a bit uh, overly maudlin in places. <laughs> More print as well. Rodney, this is 500 pages long. When did you... Anyway, that's all. Yeah, you haven't read it yet. New <laughs> dramatic exit by Rodney, leaving Elizabeth speechless. John's playing solitaire. <laughs> it's not important. What? Of course it is. It's got a... What, 17 hertz? It's not even close. It's closer than you've ever been. <laughs> he does give up quick. Yeah. Yep. Look, if you have to keep asking, you're obviously not getting it. This is about letting go. I don't know how to do that, okay? I'm me. I don't know how not to be me. <laughs> I'm me. <laughs> well, thank you for all of your help. I think in the, in the grand scheme of things, we're... We're good, aren't we? That's it. Know yourself. It's one of the uh, tenants, isn't it? Mm. Usually preceded by the word physician, though. I refuse to discuss that. Just, just keep it simple. Um, make up a few nice things. Uh, I'd like my little sister to be there. And, um, oh, you should know that I told Beckett that he should most definitely do full autopsy. You can use my body for any kind of uh, experimentation that might prove helpful. And uh, Yeah, and not as a dartboard, if you don't yeah. mind. Yeah, no, cutting open. <laughs> He's going to sellotape him to a boy and play hit the golf ball at him. Make up yeah. a few nice things. <laughs> Who's going to write it? Medical team to my quarters. His brains are too big for his head. The synaptic activity in your brain has reached over 90%. I don't know why, but it seems the more... There are times Carson really doesn't... It's almost as if this is not natural. Hmm. Your body is losing its natural ability to keep itself alive. When ascension occurs naturally, the physical body is no longer necessary in the final stages. Rodney, I don't know how much more you can take. About 6%. <laughs> <laughs> Freeze him. You've got a stasis chamber, aren't you, somewhere in... Yeah. Actually feeling a sense of peace. Interspersed with moments of sheer terror, of course. Rodney, It's convenient, isn't it? It's close to people or the main cast. Mm. I know you didn't have much success, but at this point... Freeze him. What do you got to lose? May as well call it fighting, huh? Absolutely. Hook me up. You see, we never really got the idea they were really close friends. No, no. Carson. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Only wish I could have done more, my friend. The same goes for Carson and Rodney. We learn in a future episode they were very close friends. Best friends, even. Clear blue skies. All my troubles just drifting away. Quick, somebody put somewhere over the rainbow on. That always calms me down. <laughs> <laughs> Get the carpenter's idea. Rodney, you're a good person. You liar. Know that we love you. You love me? Yeah, because what happened? The carrot good ending. Really? Oh, yeah. No way a friend feels <laughs> That worked. You remember that? Yeah. Very specific memory. <laughs> yeah, qualify that yeah, statement. Yeah, let's not get all homoerotic here. 
Concentrate on your breathing. Imagine yourself in a cape and just flying around. Hmm. Oh my god. Almost a countdown to death. <laughs> no, no, did I need the beeping? Look at that, you can almost see the power of his mind. He's not breathing. Quick, bag him. We need to get one on the ventilator. Carson, he gave us strict orders. You don't understand. He just told me how to save him. <laughs> Convenient. We're on route. His pulse is very weak. Are you ready? We will be. Almost. How far down is that chamber from the main? Yeah. Can't they use one of the zappy transporty things? Would that even fit in there? <laughs> yeah, they're not the biggest. The uh, you tell me it's on ramps. There's no stairs. Mm. Yeah, don't worry about it. Alan. Yeah. That's it. Ronan could have carried him down. How long have we been doing yeah. this? How well do you know me at this point? Don't worry about it, Alan. <laughs> yes, then, but you know what happened last time? Well, the computer knows enough how he's lying down, not standing up. Yeah. <laughs> Rodney? It worked. Did it? Well, I'm alive, aren't I? Sarcasm. Tick. Well, that was quick, one tick. I can't hear one of your thoughts. <laughs> oh, what a shame. I'm still smart, I think. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm me. I'm my old self. Are you certain? I'm alive. I feel, I feel great. I feel, uh, um, hungry. <laughs> and you said it was impossible. It came to me. I was, I was, I was floating in this, this big black emptiness and then the answer came out of nowhere. Maybe he had some help. They realized they didn't want Rodney ascended. Because everyone's DNA was different. It makes certain changes that causes the DNA to evolve in, in ways specific to your own unique physiology. Yeah, in order to manipulate the DNA back to a previous state, the program required a precise reference point. Fortunately, I keep blood samples from all the Atlantis team members for baseline comparisons. I don't understand what any of you are talking about. Thank you for that logical explanation, guys. Buddy. Ah. Yeah, it's well. It's good feedback. Yeah. That's it, Ronan. Yeah. If it was SG1, they would have all just smiled and it would have cut to black. Yeah. We wouldn't have even got the explanation. <laughs> Yeah, Jack would have tuned out a couple of minutes ago. Yep, would have been just anyway walking. Should I get Carson? No, 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 no. Physically, I am fine. He's upset now that he can't understand any of the work he did. I, I can't figure out any of these of these of these equations. I mean, the algorithms are complete gibberish. I mean, this is torture. I often have that feeling at work. I know something is important, but I can't figure out what the hell, what it's for, or why. Yeah, I get that. Then I look down and see the fuel gauge and realize. Gary <laughs> thought. Your EEG readings from your last meditation. So you did a lot while you were floating in that void. Yeah. Oh my god. It's 0 0.03 hertz. I mean, I did it. I mean, I was in the zone, I could have actually ascended. Well, maybe, maybe not. You said you were floating in a big, empty space when the idea of how to save yourself came to you. I may have momentarily thought about how hard it is to rid oneself of ego. I mean, and, and that existence without the individuality of consciousness would be... <laughs> yeah, we can believe that. Now, I say that, that's probably what gave me the idea to reprogram the device with my old DNA. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, well, you know what? I don't care if you don't think I was capable of ascension. I never wanted to do it anyways. In fact, you know what? I'm very happy with who I am. And you love me. Oh, he remembered that. What? I never... You so did. Yeah, I may not be able to understand this new math I created, but I distinctly remember that you said you love me. Actually, I said we love you, and... And what? What, you were just saying that because you thought I was dying? Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Look, when people say things like that when you're dying, you can't hold it against them. No. You know what, I've always noticed that there's been an um, uh, indefinable and yet uh, magical chemistry between us that I think I covered in Chapter 10. Hmm, Rodney. You had lunch yet? Yeah, yes. no takey-backs. Okay, okay. 
I will keep you company. <laughs> Chapter 10. God bless him. Bugging you to let him use the Ascension device to turn himself into some kind of a superhero? Oh, yes. Despite the fact that the ancient database states that its effects on people are wildly unpredictable and that I'm just lucky I wasn't uh, instantly melted down into a pool of protoplasm. Yes. Huh. Well, maybe you should let him. I think not. It might work on somebody else. You never know. <laughs> Sled Shepard turn into goo. Better goo than turning Shepard and we're into some other species which then breeds. Yeah. <laughs> a Voyager? Even Star Trek fans don't like to acknowledge that episode. And it's been removed from canon. <laughs> Final scene with Tori and David was actually filmed a couple of weeks after the main episode. As we know, they often record multiple episodes, make for you second unit, and sometimes they have to just record scenes as and when. It says a lot about the cast and the production that they managed to do it all pretty seamlessly. I'm just wrapping up the editing of this podcast that you're listening to at the moment. And I've just heard that Ledin Demoy has passed away. A true legend in science fiction television. It's been a pleasure to watch him over the years, in Star Trek in particular, of course. Also in other movies and TV shows. He will be missed. Condolences to his friends and his family. Right, that was Tower Rodney. I keep thinking it should be Teo, the way it's spelled, but Tau it is. Yeah, that's how I always used to do it. Actually, sounds better if you ask me as well. But <laughs> it's not my language. Martin Wood, who directed this episode, he eventually directed 47 episodes of SG-1 and 29 of Atlantis. Never worked on Stargate Universe. He went on to direct 27 episodes of Sanctuary, 5 of Andromeda, 6 of Jeremiah, 9 episodes of Cedar Cove, 4 episodes of Primeval New World, and a couple of episodes of Arctic Air. Damien Kindler, who wrote this episode... He wrote 16 episodes of SG-1 and 3 of Atlantis, also 33 of Sanctuary, 4 of Sleepy Hollow, 17 Sci-Factor, and if you go a bit further back, he wrote a single episode of Earth Final Conflict. Uh, those were the days of syndicated sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, Earth Final Conflict. Oh dear. <laughs> first season wasn't bad. It just changed a lot when the main star disappeared at the end of the first season. <laughs> That's one scene where they've killed him. They couldn't have killed him. They have. <laughs> well, they, they did that with Primeval. That wasn't the first no, season. No, it wasn't was. the first season, but I was still like, hang on, what? Well, yeah, I kept thinking, yeah, but he's going to be coming back in a couple of episodes, isn't he? Or something. Yeah, there'll be some sort of time change thing, and he didn't know. I was like, oh, right. <laughs> we got Alexander to dig instead. I, I still remember Primeval USA. Uh, is that Eddie McClintock? The guy from Eureka? No, it was uh, Niall Matter. The, the sheriff. Oh, Colin Ferguson. Yeah, 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 Colin Ferguson. It's a question about the stunts that caused him to sort of clap his hands together in joy and rub them against each other and spend 15 minutes answering it. He actually got injured quite a bit on that, and he said he went to, when he went to film his slot on Primeval USA, he got to watch the guy who was in Eureka with him basically get the crap beaten out of him for that show. <laughs> he said it was grateful seeing someone else taking it. <laughs> Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. We have a little bit of feedback for last week's episode from our Google Plus page. Mac posted, Okay, major flaw in this episode. The anti-ascended device kills all ascended in the galaxy. Well, why don't they just move to another? I mean, they can power stargates, we have seen an open world mold to Pegasus, and then just wait it out. Job done. Apart from that, what a good episode. Love the rapport with Jack and Daniel as always. Well, uh, maybe the ascension process is tied to location. We know the Ori, if they moved, would probably die, since there will be no worshippers. 
and any they could take with them would only power a handful of ori. We never really got an idea how many ancients or ori there were in the two galaxies, but it's a plot point, or maybe a plot flaw, I can live with. Cheers, Mac. Stargate birthdays for the upcoming week include on the 29th of February, the one and only Zoan Braun, who played the system Lord Hathor, a great character who really should have featured more in the early seasons. On the 2nd of March is the birthday of Kimani Ray Smith, who appeared on both SG-1 and Atlantis, and also worked on a number of episodes of SG-8 as a stuntman. On to March 5th, we have a bumper crop beginning with Dean Stockwell, who appeared in SG-1 playing Dr. Kiernan, in between his time on Quantum Leap and Battlestar Galactica. David Palfrey shares the 5th. He played Anubis and Sokar on SG-1, and is married to Erica Durant. Jolene Blaylock made two appearances on SG-1 as a Jaffa warrior Ishtar in Sacrifices and Birthright. She's better known, of course, for her time on Enterprise playing the Vulcan Tapol. Finally, a happy birthday to Neil Jackson. He was the engineered superhuman Kalec in the SG-1 episode Prototype. He currently has a recurring role on Sleepy Hollow, and before that starred in Blade the series and a number of British shows. Many thanks to Matt for commenting on last week's episode, and thanks to everyone that had a peek at the website or any of the social media outlets. Once again, Twitter is the interaction jewel in the Gatecast crown, Always lively and entertaining, so follow us and any of the thousands of Stargate fans who create the SD community. We've had a pretty good month, downloads-wise. Alas, not even close to what we peaked at before the great iTunes GoDaddy fiasco, but thanks to everyone that has been listening to us via iTunes, Stitcher and RSS Podcatcher. Appreciate it. If you want to get in touch with us, then you can do so via the contact form on our website, which is gatecast.co.uk, or via the old faithful email which is gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Google+, and we are carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio, and all have links on our website. We've also included a specific RSS feed, which carries every episode we have released, which can be copied and then manually added to any podcatcher. Okay, let's wrap the show up. Right then, that was the Tower of Rodney. Next week, we have Bounty. So that's when... Well, the bounty hunter goes after SG-1 when they're in, I think, didn't they go home to Kansas? Yep, back to uh, oh. Camp Time Town. Isn't that the Valor episode where she has... The pigtails. <laughs> the pigtails. Yeah, the Daisy Dukes and everything. On the next Stargate SG-1. As of this moment, I'm placing a bounty on their heads. Each member of the team is a target. Your life may be in danger. We need you to get back here as soon as possible. In Colonel Mitchell's high school reunion. I'm here to collect the price on your head. We didn't go to school together, did we? Becomes a deadly trap for them all. I'm after the big prize. All of SG-1. On the next Stargate SG-1. Nothing to do with coconut, then. <laughs> no, no. I doubt Brad would get that. They're bounty bars in Australia, don't they? Do they? Bounties, yeah. 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 <laughs> dark chocolate and coconut. You can have both, milk and dark. Really? Oh, I haven't got the milk chocolate ones, do you? The milk, well, they used to, I haven't had one for years, milk were in a blue wrapper, and the dart was in a red wrapper. Oh, right, well, shall we sign off? Yep, once again, thank you very much for joining us, Brad. My pleasure. Okay then, folks, thank you very much for joining us for this episode of Atlantis next week, SG1 episode Bounty. We hope you join us for that. Till then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. And I've been Brad. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. 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 You've been listening to The Gatecast hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.